Well, my name is Sean. I'm one of the pastors, and Pastor Tim wanted me to make sure you guys knew that he missed you guys tonight, and he will be here this Sunday. Um, we're in an amazing Sunday morning series called Home Remedies. It's been good stuff. It's going to be our eighth week, and it's just been really impacting our marriages and our families. You know, the devil's trying to do whatever he can to destroy marriages, to destroy families. But as a church and as Christians, we need to really do what God wants us to do, and he wants us to fight for our marriages. He wants us to fight for our families and, and to have that going. And so we've been talking about that here uh, in the adult service. We've also been highlighting that within our, our student ministries as well. And it's just been really impactful. So if you have not been to Home Remedies, check it out on our archives online. If you guys don't know, we've got a fancy Meadowbrook app for your smartphones. You can check it out on there. And there's also on our website, new this week, we put on a resource list, um, different books, different websites, different um, videos that you can access uh, to help build your marriage and help build your families. And so it's really good stuff. So don't miss this Sunday morning. We have services, um, three services at 8.30. Not at 8.30, we have three services, but we have three services in the morning at uh, 8.30, um, uh, 11. I'm here for all of them, so I'm trying to remember. 8.30, 10, and 11.30. I just show up early and I'm here all day, so I just kind of go with the flow. So make sure you guys are here for that. Well, if you guys have uh, been here, or maybe you're new today, we are kind of highlighting this year and maybe even longer with this idea of believe. And as Christians, we don't want to just check off on a, a religious status that we're a Christian. We want to have some belief in what we believe and what we believe about God on the inside of us. Um, in Hebrews 11, it talks about that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so, here at Meadowbrook, we are about diligently seeking God. We're about showing up on Sundays and Wednesdays, getting filled, getting part uh, of worship, and getting word together. But we're also challenging ourselves and our church family to diligently seek God on a daily basis in our own personal life. And so we're digging into what we believe as Christians, what we believe as a church. And so I'm really excited to be able to share some things with you tonight um, I believe it's so important that as Christians, we know what we believe. I think what we believe kind of determines, you know, what we really, how we really view God. You know, our belief system really is going to determine what we think of God and who we really believe God to be. And so tonight, I have the great opportunity um, to share with you guys about the attributes of God. The attributes of God. And this is such a vast subject. We can go on for months and months and months talking about the attributes of God. And I want to just kind of start out. I want to just kind of scratch the surface, hopefully challenge you to really dig into this on your own, to really challenge yourself to kind of look at that. But as we look into this, I have a lot of scripture. Um, I have a lot of points that I want to make. And so I'm going to be hitting some things. I figure we're in church. We should talk about the scripture. That's good. Everybody's with me on that. We're okay. So we're going to dig in some stuff. So just kind of hang on with me. Um, take notes if you can. Write them on your smartphone. Type them on your smartphone, whatever you can do there. But we're going to talk about the attributes of God. Okay? So let's really just lay out first what an attribute is. Here it is. An attribute is a quality or it's a characteristic describing someone or something. It's an object or words used to identify a character or a person. 
So really an attribute is, is kind of describing who this person is, uh, this thing is, this character is. And today, for our purpose, we're really going to find out who is God. We're really going to kind of look at that. And I want to throw a couple words at you. If, you. if you know them already, cool. If you don't and they don't make sense to you, that's okay. It's not going to change a lot of things for tonight. But there's two words. There's two types of attributes of God. Okay, there's two types of a- attributes. The first one is this. It's the incommunicable. Incommunicable. I know it's a word that you probably haven't used ever. But it's uh, incommunicable attributes of God. And really what that means this is it's the only uh, the attributes that only God can possess. Aren't you glad that there's only attributes that God can possess? That we serve a God that's way bigger than us. Aren't you glad about that? That these are attributes that only God can possess. So, for example, one of those attributes would be that God is eternal. He's eternal. Only God can possess that. Only God can have no beginning and no end. He's just eternal. Sean, I have a beginning. I was born March 16th, 1979. I just made the 70s. Just cruised right in there. Uh, I, have a, I have a beginning. One day far, far from now, when my children's children are having children, then maybe I'll have an end. But I'm going to have an end. I'm gonna, I, I've had a beginning. I am not eternal. I cannot possess that attribute. Only God can possess those kinds of attributes. And those are the incommunicable attributes of God. Um, the other part of this, the other type of attributes of God is the communicable the communicable attributes of God. And these are attributes that humans possess to a degree. We possess them to a degree. And so, for example, the attribute of love, right? So I can love. I love my wife. I love my kids. There's other things in this world that I love. So we can love. We can love to a, uh, to a degree. I can love to a degree. But I am not all love. I am not all love. Only God is all love. He is all love. Sean cannot just all be love. Um, You know, I'm part of love and I can give love to a degree, but I can't give all love. Only God is all love. And so the communicable attributes of God are kind of more relatable to us. We can possess them to a degree, um, but we can't fully possess them. And when we look at these attributes and when we look at these attributes of God, we got to realize that just like for Sean— I can love to a degree, and it's, you know, I can love, part of me can love. God is not partial, like just part of God loves. God is love. It's who he is. It's his very nature. It's his very essence that he is love. And as we go through and look at, I'm going to give you a list of attributes, and we're going to talk about four of them tonight. But as I read this list of attributes, think about them. And when you think about them, don't think about them as in part, like kind of where we would partially be able to do those. But think of them as this is who God is. When we talk about, you know, the attributes of God, of who God is, this is it. It's not just God, but it's all these attributes that make up God. And that is what's so cool about our God, that he's so vast. And, you know, we could probably study for the rest of our lives and not fully understand this. But what it says in Hebrews 11, that we should, uh, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Just because it might be hard for us to totally understand this, doesn't mean that we shouldn't seek after God in this. We are to be lifelong learners. Amen? All right, so let me read to you a list of the attributes of God. Here we go. He's eternal. He is holy. He is immutable. He is wise. He is omnipotent. He is self-existing. He is perfection. He is peaceful, omniscient, jealous, true, omnipresent, self-sufficient. He's good. 
He is loving, he is graceful, he is merciful, and he is just. Aren't you glad that God has those kind of attributes, that that's the kind of God? He possesses those things. He's not just partially to those things. He is those things. That is who God is. And he uh, has all that. And what's so cool about God's attributes, that all those attributes, you know what they do? They work together for our good. That, that's, what, that's what he has those things for our good. And so, like I said, there's no way that tonight I could go through all these attributes. I'm going to try to go through four of them um, just because I, I felt like these were the ones that maybe I um, wanted to share with you guys and connect with you guys on. And as I go through them, I want you guys just kind of to grab a hold with me and, and, and look at this together. But this first one I want to look at is that God is omnipotent. He is omnipotent. And we look at this word and we see that there's actually two parts. We have uh, the first part, which is omni, which is all. You guys can, is it on there? No? Maybe, maybe so? No? Okay. Um, it's weird when I look at myself. That's, that's kind of weird. Um, so the first part is omni, which is all. And the second part to this is potent, which is powerful. So we can see from omnipotent that God is all powerful. He's not part powerful. God is, he is all powerful. And as a Christian, hey, these things we need to know. These things, not just we need to know, we have the head knowledge, we need to have them in our heart. So really make sure that as we're looking at this tonight, that it's not just head knowledge as we're sitting here, maybe in a classroom setting, but think of it as, hey, this is in in my my head, but it also has to be in my heart that I believe this is who my God is. Um, So God is omnipotent. He's all powerful. Listen to this verse in Psalms chapter uh, 89, verse 8. It says this. O Lord God Almighty, it's powerful, who is like you? You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now all glory to God, who is able. Say that with me. Who is able. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely, infinitely more than we might ask or think. Man, isn't that powerful? Listen, it's God who is able um, through his mighty power. He is able through his mighty power to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I love it. This word power in the Greek means this, dunamis, and it means a um, a miraculous power. It means ability. Capable of anything, the ability to perform anything. My God has the ability to do anything, to perform anything. He is all-powerful, church. He's all-powerful. That's the kind of God that we have. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said to them, Listen, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things are possible. Now, you may be, you may be listening to here and you'd be like, that's, that's great. I have, I have no idea how I can relate to that because, you know, in my own life, you know, on a daily basis, I'm weak. On a daily basis, um, I don't cut it. You know, uh, I, I'm weak physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, maybe you're here and you say, Pastor Sean, I can't relate to this because in my life, there's you know, maybe a loss of power. You know, a couple weeks ago, we had some bad storms come through. Um, maybe you, like me, my power went out for a couple hours. And like, almost like the world ended. Like, I don't know what was going to happen. You know, AC is gone. You know, electronics are gone. Everything's gone. There's a loss of power. 
loss of power. That's what we kind of relate to. We see in our life that maybe a loss of power. Um, or maybe you're like me, I'm a guy, and so um, every tank of gas to me is like a challenge in my truck where I'm going to try to get as many miles a gallon out of my truck before I have to stop to the next gas station. Any of you guys are with me? You're like, it's a challenge. Like every week, it's like, all right, all right, I got 400 this week. All right, man, I'm going to reset my odometer and I'm going to get in the truck again. I'm going to fill it up. I'm going to try to get 401. You know, you're going to try to do that. And then there's that one time that you're on the interstate and of course it's with, you know, your wife or whatever. And, and she's like, hey, why don't you stop and get gas? You're like, I got this. I got this. This is the challenge for me as a man. It's 20 more miles to the next exit. I understand that, but I'm going to try to do my best to get there. And it's like 18 miles uh, into it and your truck runs out of gas and you're on the side of the road stuck. And your wife's like, I told you so. Not my wife. My wife doesn't do that, but maybe, maybe, maybe your wife. But what we relate to that. Why? Because, you know, we can run out of fuel, right? You know, our car runs out of gas, runs out of power, runs out of power. And, you know, we can look at that even you know, in, you know, uh, other areas of our lives physically where, you know, we have to have food and, and, and water to survive. And, you know, I've been around some of you guys when you haven't eaten and it's, it's not good. Or maybe, maybe your vice is sleep and man, you've got to get your sleep or you wake up in the morning and it is, it is not, you're not fun to be around. You know, that's what we relate to. And we, we have a hard time relating to all powerful. We have a hard time relating to a God that is limitless, a God that doesn't lose power, but that's the God that we have. We have a God that doesn't lose power. We have a God that power can't be taken from. It cannot be removed from him. He has no limits. He has no limits to his love, no boundaries to his blessings, no fences withholding his faithfulness, no lines drawn separating us from his salvation, no guardrails against his grace, no containers holding his compassion, no restrictions to experiencing his righteousness. There is no box that can contain him. He is a limitless kind of God. All right? Let me read to you this real quick, cool quote by A.W. Tozer. And it says this, God possesses what no creature can, an incomprehensible plentitude of power, a potency that is absolute. Isn't that cool? That our God has an incomprehensible plentitude of power. He doesn't run out of power. He doesn't run out of power. So our God is omnipotent. He is all powerful. Let's jump down to this next attribute that I think is really good for us as well. It's omnipresent. Omnipresent. And you guys are good students, so you already know that omni means all. Very good. Is it on there now? No? Was it? Was it there? It wasn't? Okay, cool. I'll quit, I'll quit looking now. That's good. Uh, omni means all, and present here means that he's here. And so what do we have here? We have that God is here, that God is everywhere. And maybe you have a hard time understanding that God is everywhere. I want to break it down just, just for you then, for you to realize this, that God is with you always. He's with you always. He's everywhere, yes. But listen, I want to encourage you tonight that God is with you. He is always with you. He's omnipresent. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He goes with me. Say me. He goes with me. He goes with you. Listen to this. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Listen, we've got to get that in our, in our, in our head. We have to understand that. We also got to get that in our heart. We have to have that realization on the inside of us, not just that head knowledge that, listen, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you in the storm. He's with you in the celebration. He's with you at work. 
He's with you at school. He's with you when you're traveling. Listen to me. He's even with you when you're running from him. He's with you. He's with you and he cares about you. And I think we get to this point and we get to this trap sometimes the devil tries to throw at us. Um, this, this, this happens. Um, we get to this point where the, the devil would try to tell us that, hey, you're all alone. God's not with you. In fact, God's not with you and no one around you cares about you. It's the trap of isolation. It's a trap of that, hey, no one's ever been through this. You're the only one that's ever been through this, and you're not going to make it, and there's no, nobody, around the, uh, nobody around you that could help you. It's a trap of isolation. That's why here at Meadowbrook, we believe so strongly in small groups. In small groups. Because we are better together. And we can get around, hey, it's great to come here and, and worship God in a big setting like this and to hear the word of God. But man, there's something happens when you get out of these rows and into these circles of this relationship. This ironing, sharpening iron. This accountability. This uh, help and healing that happens. This, this uh, being able to, to um, check each other and be able to say, hey, I noticed you've been down this week. Is there anything going on that I can help you with? And it, it kind of throws it back at the devil and says, you know what, devil? I'm not alone. You know what, devil, the, the, the God is here with me. He's omnipresent. He says he never leave you or forsake me. And there's people around me that are here for me too. And that's why we, we believe so much in small groups, because that life change does happen in that relationship. But don't allow the devil to tell you that you're all alone. Don't allow the devil to tell you that you're, 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 you're not going to make it and, and you're just by yourself. And, you know, he wants to get you alone so you can be more vulnerable, so you can be more acceptable to attack. He wants you to get alone. But man, I tell you what, man, here at Meadowbrook, we believe that, uh, that isolation is not part of what we have and not part of what God wants for us. So, I, and I love too that, you know, God is here and he is with us. And I also love this about God. Wherever he is, he brings his strength. He brings his peace and he brings his comfort. This is this passage in Isaiah chapter 41 says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Isn't that great? Psalms chapter 46, verse 1 says this, God is your refuge and strength, a very present help. Listen, very present means he's right here. He's right there. He's in the middle of it with you. A very present help in trouble. We believe around here that you are never alone. And you are never without help. You're never alone. Never without help. That's why we can believe that we have an omnipresent God, that he is here with us. This next attribute is this, that he's omniscient. He's omniscient. So this first part again, omni means all. And the second part of this word comes from the word science, which means knowledge. He is all-knowing. Say that with me. All-knowing. He's all-knowing. Our God is all wise. He's all wise. This scripture verse in Isaiah 55 lays it out pretty straight for us. Here it is. Verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts than your thoughts. Hey, listen, this is God. And we're like, we're like, we're like down here. God's thoughts are way higher than our thoughts, way bigger than our thoughts. His knowledge is absolute. It is perfect. It is eternal. God never lacks wisdom. He doesn't have to ask Google or Siri for directions. God, he doesn't have to do that. God is all knowledgeable. Nothing has been added to God's knowledge. He doesn't have to learn anything. He knows all things. 
No one can reveal anything to him that he does not already know. He knows all. He knows all. He's omniscient. He's omniscient. This last attribute I want to let you guys know about is this. God is immutable. He is immutable. That's a, that's a word that just means this. He never changes. He never changes. He's immutable. His promises never change. His word never changes. His character never changes. His attributes never change. In Hebrews chapter 13 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Psalms chapter 102, verse 25 says, In the beginning you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them, and they will be discarded. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. I like how Malachi says in chapter 3, verse 6, says, I am the Lord your God, I do not change. It's straight up, man. It doesn't get more straight than that. I am the Lord God, and I do not change. What does this do for us? That kind of brings us to a point of uh, stability. We can know that our God doesn't change. You know, we change all the time, and we're up, we're down, we're in the middle, we're here, we're there, we're all over the place. We got all these kind of things going on. You know, we have all this stuff happening. But listen, our God doesn't change. We don't have to, like, in our lives sometimes, we're kind of uncertain. Is this person going to do this this time? Are they going to do this? Are they going to act like this? Are they going to have this bad day or that bad day? Listen, our God doesn't change. He doesn't have ups and downs. He is consistent. He is stable. He is our strong tower. He is our rock. That's the kind of God that we have. He's immutable. He's immutable. Listen, our God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He is right here with you. He's omniscient. He is all-knowing. He is immutable. He does not change. He does not change. And let's just be real for a little bit before we're done tonight, because I think, you know, this is, this is big stuff, right? This is important things for us to know, important things for us to believe. Let's bring it down to where we are. I believe that there's this tension and there's this rub because why? We live in an imperfect world. We live in an imperfect world. We live in a world that is conditioned because of the fall of man. And so here we are. We know these things and we want to believe these things about our amazing God and the attributes that he has. But then we kind of have this tension of being in this world where this stuff's going on around us. I think John chapter 16 really lays it out really well for us when it says this. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Listen, here on earth, we're going to have those trials. We're going to have those sorrows. There is nothing in the scripture that says, as you follow Christ, then your life is going to be perfect and that your life's going to be easy. It doesn't say that. It says that you will have many trials and sorrows. But I love it that God does not just keep it there. I love it that God just not just, doesn't just say that, that. Hey, hey, good luck. You're going to have many trials and sorrows. Have a nice day. Now, I love that our God comes back and he throws that but in there, right? He says, but take heart. But take heart. What does that mean? But be brave. But be of courage. But realize you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. 
That, that's the important part. That's what he wants us to know. And, and you may be here and you may be struggling in life. You may be questioning things yourself. You may be kind of in that up and down moment. You may be in that spot where you're kind of asking questions like the why, the what, the when, the how. How many guys have been there before? I've been there before. You got all these things, you know, why this happened? Why did that happen? Why didn't this happen? Or how did this happen? And when is this going to happen? We kind of go through those, that, that barrage of thoughts. Our mind kind of goes crazy in that way. And we start trying to figure things out about our marriage and our future and our job and our almost marriage and our finances and future decisions and our kids. And if I should sell my home or stay here or not stay here and our health. And we have all these things that are going on and all the stuff that's happening. We go back to 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. It says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My source is not my realtor. My source is not my paycheck. My source is not my, even my spouse. My source is my God. My source is the God that says, hey, he's greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My source is the God that says, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And I may not know the why. I may not know the how. I may not know the when. I may not know the what. And we may never know those things. But I do know this, that when I need strength, I have a God that's all-powerful. When I, when I need comfort, I have a God that's there for me. When I need wisdom, I have a God that knows everything. When I need confidence and stability, I know I have a God that does not change. Does not change. And sometimes in my own life, I got I to gotta step back a little bit because, you know, one of the things that, you know, God kind of blessed me with, you know, maybe sort of, kind of, is that I, I love to solve problems. I, I'm a problem solver. You could put me in a situation. I could tell you, okay, do these four things and, you know, call me in the morning, whatever. And, and you know, I love to do, I love to problem solve different things. I love to kind of look at different ways to do different stuff. And, you know, I think sometimes I get in trouble because I go into situations and I'm seeing different things and things uh, are going on over here and things are happening over there. And I've had to learn over the years. I've had to learn over the years that it's not my knowledge. It's not my strength. I've had to tell Sean, Sean, you got to get out of the way. I've had to get out of the way of my own self. I've had to get out of the way of me trying to make things happen, me trying to be my own source. And I've had to invite God to get in the way. I had to invite God to, to, to move me out of the way and say, God, I, I don't want to be in the way. God, I want you to be in the way. You help me get through. You show me the source. You give me all knowledge. You help me make this right decision. God, I invite you to get in my way. And that's where I believe that God wants us to go. Amen? You got to invite God to get in our way. The all-powerful, the all-knowing God to get in our way. That every present God to get in our way. This scripture verse is a scripture verse maybe you've heard before, maybe you've heard several times, but I want us to hear it tonight with new ears. It's Proverbs chapter 3. It's verse 5 through 8. I'm going to read it to the, out of the Amplified Bible. It says this. It says, lean on. It says, trust in and be confident in the Lord with all of your heart and mind. And do not rely on on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. 
I want to read that verse again. I want to read it this time as a prayer. So we just bow your heads and close your eyes right where you are. Listen to this again. God, tonight, would you help me to lean on, to trust in, and to be confident in you with all of my heart, with all of my mind. God, help me not to rely on my own insight, my own understanding. God, would you help me in all of my ways to acknowledge and to recognize you? God, would you help me to direct and make straight and plain my paths? God, I can't, but I know you can. God, help me not to be wise in my own eyes. Help me to fervently, reverently, fearfully worship you. And God, would you help me to turn away from evil? Would you stand with me tonight? Just with every head bowed, every eye closed, just take a moment before God. Just search your own heart tonight. Are there areas of your life that maybe you've gotten in the way? There are areas that in your life that maybe you've made yourself the source, maybe another person, maybe your job, maybe other situations in your life making those the source. Listen, we have a big God. He's all powerful. He's right here with us. He's all knowing. And he never changes. There's areas of your life that you maybe need to readjust and reconnect or maybe just come to the realization that, you know what, I haven't been having the faith in God that I should. And you want to invite God to get in the way and to come into those areas. We want to do that tonight. It says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. And tonight we're going to spend a moment, not very long, but just a moment to be able to worship God together. Be able to lock this in together. And our response, our response to this amazing, big, powerful, never-changing God, our response to him is going to come out through our worship tonight. Our response, knowing that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, is going to come out through our worship tonight. And so I want to encourage you, I want to encourage every one of us that we would worship God with all that we have. And let's declare tonight that he is a great great God. Let's worship God together.
tonight and you say, man, Pastor Sean, there's some things in my life I just need God to show up for. I need God to get in the way for. I don't want to leave this place without maybe, let's just agree together as a church. Some things that are going on in our lives. If you've got some stuff going on in your family, you've got some stuff in health situations, maybe you're looking for a job, maybe you're looking to sell your house, maybe you're looking for healing in your body. Man, we have a big God. There's nothing impossible for him. And so if there's something in your life that you need prayer for, we just raise your hand right now. We just want to agree together as a church. Just raise your hand. I just believe God. Just had to surrender to him. God, we just surrendered 
this thing, whatever it is to you. God, it's not a mystery to you. You're all, you're all knowing God. You're omniscient, God. You're, you know what's going on in our, every one of our situations. God, I thank you right now. It says in your word in 1 Peter 5, 7 that we can cast every care over to you because you care for us, God. You care for every one of us. And Father, I thank you that whatever that thing that's going on in our lives, whether it be family, marriage, job situation, house situation, health situation, our kids, God, uh, our paycheck, whatever, it is, we give it to you right now. We put it in your hands. God, we put it at your feet. And Lord, I thank you. You're going to help us. God, you're going to show up on our behalf. You're going to cause things to work out for us. God, we're going we're to stand and believe that everything always works out for us because we are part of your kingdom. We are your child. And God, I thank you right now that we just give that to you. We release it. And we let it go. We don't have to be full of worry about it. We don't have to be full of fear about it. But God, we give it to you right now. Lord, if there's things that we need to do, God, if there's things that we need to adjust, God, if there's things that we need to change, will you show us what that is? Will you lead us? Will you direct us on who to talk to, what it is? Maybe we need to lay something down. Maybe we need to to change this situation or that situation. God, we open ourselves right now. God, and we say, we are yours. We give it to you right now, God, and we thank that you're gonna help us and show yourself strong on our behalf. And tonight, if there's somebody in this place that maybe has never asked Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior, or maybe they're here, maybe you're here tonight and you say, you know what, I have done that. I have given my life to God, but I know I'm not living my life the way I need to. That's you. I don't want you to leave this place without getting some things straight with God, without getting some things on the right track with God. Right after service tonight, there's going to be some amazing people up here in the front that they either want to pray with you about giving your life to God or getting your life right with God. Or if you need prayer for anything in your life tonight, if you need prayer for anything going on in your life, maybe you need someone to agree with you face to face about some things that you're facing. There's going to be people up here that want to pray with you, want to encourage you. God's a good God. Amen. He's a great God. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm really serious about those things, that there's going to be people up here in the front, that if you need prayer for anything going on in your life, if you want to receive Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, if you want to get your life back on track with God, myself, some other great pastors and great leaders are going to be up here, and they want to encourage you. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for pulling. Thanks for worshiping. Be back here this Sunday morning. we got a great, great service we're going to have. So love you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you Sunday.